It's the shop on the Daily Shuffle. To get in touch with the show, give us a call or text 866-285-4005. And now, here's Chip Souza. Nothing? Nothing. ACDC. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. What a great way to start the show on Thursday. It's Thursday afternoon. You're listening to The Shop. We are part of the Daily Shuffle. Looks like a little rain coming in, but you know what? We don't have any baseball today that I'm, you know, high school or anything like that. Got some naturals today at 4 o'clock, but uh, they'll play. So if it wants to rain, bring it. But well, it needs to slack off for this weekend for the Hogs playing a big uh, uh, super regional That's down right. there. That's right. So you're listening to the shop. Come on in and join us. So normally we have guests that come in and fill a lot of our time slots because we like to bring in guests. But today you get what you get. You're getting us three. But we would love to have you call in because we got some topics we think that you might like to jump in on if you're listening to the show and you follow any high school sports or have for any period of time. So the topics we're going to talk about today are the new conference realignments in the state that were that were uh, released yesterday on Wednesday from the Arkansas Activities Association. They had their summer workshop down in Little Rock, and so they released the conference alignments that will go into effect for the 2020 through 2022 cycle. So we talked about they, you know they released that. There obviously are some some things there to talk about and. Something that we're working on, uh, you know, the shop, we're, we are sports writers for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we are working on a package for this summer called Who's the Best? And we're wanting to know, and we're going to write stories about who we think or who, you know, what we think are the best athletes to ever come out of your school. And we think this will be an interesting topic. We think it'll generate a lot of discussion. What do you think, Ricky Fires, to my left? You know what? I think we're going to make a lot of people mad because as good. soon as we put up one person, they're going to say, well, and you boys, you forgot about this guy. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. How can you pick out one athlete among, what, six, eight sports? So, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting something on paper, and I don't want to be around the phone the next morning. He's going into hiding, going into hibernation. <laughs> so I'm joined today by Rick Fires and Henry Apple. Henry is, our, of course, our authority when it comes to conference alignment and, and that kind of thing that's coming in. Now, keep in mind, this will not go in effect this coming season. It will be the season after that, that, that the new conference realignment will happen. So, um, Henry, we're going to fire right off the bat, and we're going to start in 7A slash 6A. So let's talk about when the, when the AAA first released the numbers a month or so ago, maybe a little longer than that. Mm-hmm. They had the new school that will be opening in Little Rock, Little Rock Southwest, which is the merger, Henry, of Hall. It is McClellan and Fair. McClellan and Fair. Okay. So those two schools merged together. The enrollment was initially thought to have them to be a 6A school. Correct. However, there were a couple of hundred students that were apparently left off. Maybe I did the math, Rick. That'd be something I would do is leave Mm -hmm. a couple of hundred kids off. So uh, added to the enrollment to what they thought they were going to have actually bumped them ahead of Jonesboro, which had been bumped up to 7A. So what happens is that the new school in Little Rock Southwest will be a 7A school. Now keep in mind, this is football only that we're talking about 7A. 
Um, and other, all the other sports, six A is the highest class. So I know it's confusing. We could spend an hour just talking about that. But correct. So Southwest jumps into seven A, and it knocks Jonesboro now back out of seven A and back down to six A, where they they have been. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just explain to those who do not know the how the appeal took place. Uh, the Little Rock School District filed the appeal to the Arkansas Activities Association and said, hey, the reason we're appealing the numbers is that you combined McClellan and Fair, which is right, but we had 260 students around that number that's currently in Little Rock Hall, but they are in the south, what will be the Southwest High School District. Gotcha. They're only okay. in Hall right now because of the English as Second Language okay. classes. Okay. But they're at Hall, but they're not in McClellan Fair. So they said when Southwest opens, hey, they're coming back over, which puts the number back up. And that's what causes the appeal to take place and then Southwest to jump over. So what that did is it, it, it took Jonesboro out, it put Southwest in, and it creates it's still we still have this odd number when you talk about the seven A Central and the seven A West, um, based on the way the conference is aligned now, because Van Buren also went down in classification to six A. So it created a hole in the six in the seven A West where they were. One hole. So how do you fill the one? Oh, so the Jonesboro Southwest thing that took care of itself. Jonesboro goes out, Southwest comes in. The Central still has, you know, they're good to go, but we have this pretty much. So then we have, but we have this hole in the West. So what do we do? Because each conference needs one school, right? Right. Which led to and something that has been a hot topic over the last twenty four hours: the split of. Fort Smith Northside and Fort Smith Southside. Correct. Because we have seven schools up here. We have seven schools in the central part of the state. And the AAA handbook requires that the 7A for football and 6A for basketball, they must be two conferences of eight teams each. Right. So how do we go about splitting them? Well, you you hit the key word there. You have to split them. You had to split them. It was inevitable. Right. Uh. I know a lot of people says, hey, why don't you just send both of them to one conference, make nine and one and seven in the other? Scheduling nightmare. Yes, because you're going to have open dates. Correct. And I would not want to be a school in central Arkansas, a Bryant, a Conway, where I'm at week seven, and here's my open date, and I've got to look for a non-conference game because— Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to go at least two hours in any direction and go out of state, and then— well, they may be in conference play, so you're going to have to find something really quirky to make this work. Right. So that's the reason the 8-8 eight and eight takes place. Now, who determines who goes where? Well, and there's no way to cut it where it's going to be th- that you're going to make everybody happy. Correct. There, there's no way to do that. So, obviously, you know, Fort Smith had to split the schools, sending one to one conference, one to the other. Um some will argue, and I've heard this said, that the reason Northside is going to go to the Central is was racially motivated. I've heard some say that it's this, that it was this factor. One, one uh, argument that was presented to me today that I never thought about was historically, we're going way back, Fort Smith was 
more tied to Little Rock because Fort Smith was at one time the, you know, and I guess it may still be, the second largest city in this state. And they were linked with Little Rock because of the size of the schools. And Southside at one time was a smaller school than North, than North Side. It may still be. I'm, I'm not sure what the numbers are. But so historically, Northside has more aligned with the Central than with the West. But I can also see the other. Um, me personally, I would love Northside to be in the West because they, especially for basketball, because they bring a state champion basketball girls team and a state champion boys team. And who would not, being in our business in the media, who would not love to cover you know teams of that caliber? So from a purely personal, selfish, greedy standpoint, I would love Northside to be here. So uh, that's just my two cents. Nobody called me and asked me that. I'm just giving it out there. So. We're coming up, coming up against a break. This is a lot to talk about. We'd love to have you join us by calling uh, 866-285-4005 and give us what you think about this. Also, we're going to be talking about who is the best athlete ever at your school. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. You know who this is? ACDC. Close. You're right there. Molly Hatchet and ACDC. Obviously, they're confused by each other a lot. So, oh, okay. Yeah, happens a lot. So, anyway, you're listening to The Shop. We are part of the Daily Shuffle. We would love to have you jump in and join us today, 866-285-4005. We are talking about high school conference realignment that's coming in, not this coming school year, but the year after that. We just broke down the 7A. There's a couple of loose ends we're going to tie up. Henry, go ahead and give us tie up those loose ends for us because this may just be a two-year thing with Northside and Southside being in a different conference. There's something brewing that's right under the surface that maybe not a lot of people don't know about that could change the whole landscape again after this cycle. Okay. First of all, let's talk about the reason when the conference alignments come out yesterday. Why did Southside go to – the West. Up here, right. and why did Northside go to the Central? The answer is mileage. Okay, go to your Google Maps and just and this is what I did. I went to my Google Maps, typed in Northside, and I picked any school in seven A. Okay, wrote the mileage down. Then I said, okay, from that same school, what is it to south from Southside to that same school? The difference I found out most of the time was 1.3 miles. Okay. <laughs> With Northside being closer. Closer to the central based on its school location as opposed to Southside and its school location. So if Southside had built their stadium on the other side of I-540, they could be in the way, in the central and Northside. So anyway, it's, see how those uh, – it all goes back to building permits, Rick. It always comes back to that. What if you go up at Highway 59 like I do sometimes? Does it change anything? Well, we'll say that's a prayer. A, we'll yeah. say a prayer for you and wonder yeah. why you're going that way. Yeah, that, that's that, what that's a tough trip. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of that. That gives you the explanation about why Southside is coming here, Northside's going to the Central. Now, Henry, looking at the numbers and inside the numbers, and we're trying to project ahead here. Mm-hmm. We're looking pat beyond the 2022, looking to the 22-24 cycle. Correct. There's something brewing that not a lot of people are talking about that could also change the landscape. And this is something I just started looking at this week. And I started comparing the numbers from the 1820 cycle to the 2022 cycle. 
Bentonville West is my focus point. They're the newest school in 7A until next year when Southwest comes in, correct? Correct. Correct. They're now the they will be the next to the oldest right. or next to the youngest. But when Bentonville West in the 2018 to 20 cycle had 1,005, an average, three-year average, 1,572.33 students. So 15, almost 1,600 students. Correct. Then. In the current cycle, or the 2022, their three-year average, 1,410.33. They have lost 162 students in two years. In the av- that's the average. Wow. Yes. So that's the average. So looking ahead... How many students is Bentonville West at this point over a Jonesboro, which is in 6A, and West is 7A? About 50 students. So it stands to reason if Jonesboro continues its upward surge in students, which Mm -hmm. it has, and there's no reason to believe that it won't, and Bentonville West inexplicably continues to lose 150 or 200 students a year, What's going to happen is Bentonville West is going to be a 6A, Jonesboro is going to be a 7A, Northside comes back to the West, and there you go. That that would be your 7A. Yeah, and then Jonesboro would be the person in the Central, and it's a much easier, complicated, you know. Yeah, it's it it's takes far, all the complication out. It does because you know, and I know. Listen, we talked to the you know, we talked to Darren McKinney last week, and we talked about the drive. On a Tuesday night basketball game from Fort Smith Southside to Jonesboro was, I mean, that is a nightmare. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. leave three days ahead of time, you know, to get there, basically, you know. And so now with Jonesboro, you know, staying in 6A and Southwest coming in to 7A and Northside being in the Central and Southside in the West, those kids don't have to worry about that. And ultimately, that's who this is all about, is the kids. Yeah. So here's, here's another one I'm going to dig up for you. Let's go back to the 16-18 cycle. Okay. When Bentonville and Bentonville West split up. They gave Bentonville West an average of 1629.33 students. But now they're at 1410. Okay. They have lost 219 students an average. An average. Since it, it opened. Okay. On the other hand, Bentonville, who was at 1630... They got their attendance split in half. They're now currently the number two school in the state size-wise. They've almost got half those students back from West. They're now at 2375.33. They have added almost 750 students since the split. So it stands to reason here, we all know, the reason that Bentonville West came to be was because Bentonville High School had gotten just too large. Mm -hmm. And so um, they split the school in order to have – uh, equitable numbers at both. Well, the numbers are not equitable. They're for some reason they're not equitable. It could be boundary. It could be kids leaving the area. It could be you know transient kids going from one school to the next, which we could do a story on by itself. But there's for some reason there's almost what a 800 student difference in Bentonville and Bentonville West. So yep. equitable it is not. So at that point. And I'm sure they are already looking at it. Bentonville has to be looking. I'm talking about Bentonville Public Schools, not Bentonville High School. Bentonville Public Schools has to be looking at this going, okay, we may have to move these boundaries. We may have to move these attendance zones to to create a more equitable balance because right now 
the trends are going in opposite directions. So that you know that could happen, and that would that would change uh, what we project as as West going down to six A. They could you know they could change that. Number. So, but there's going to have to be some action taken somewhere for that to happen. Yeah, the uh, board of education or somebody's going to have to get there and redraw those lines because I'm going to do the other comparisons. Okay, Springdale and Harbor. There's only a difference of about 100 students. Right. That's equitable. Yeah, that that's workable. Rogers and Heritage, you know, they're about uh, 80 to 100 students. Even better. Yeah. Northside and Southside is about 105 students difference. There you go. And but yet, Bentonville and Bentonville West is 800 plus students difference. It's, or it's going close to 1,000 now. Wow. So obviously that's going to get their attention. We, you know, I'm sure they've picked up on this far before we we did, um, and so you know they they will definitely address that. What if for some reason they didn't want to do that and Bentonville West dropped to six A? Who would they be in the conference with? Well, that would help. It would it would make the six A yeah a lot better. Actually, uh, it would be a great thing to happen yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. yeah, you would look at a conference that would have like Van Buren, Greenwood. A Bentonville West Greenwood matchup? That'd be great. Wow. Salome. Salome Russellville. Springs, Russellville, and that group. It's going to be a little more travel because, uh, with the exception of that one trip to Fort Smith, you're in a cluster here at the 7A That's West. Good. Yeah, that would be great. And then we've talked about this in the past too how 5A, that continues to change. That landscape does with now P Ridge going into the 5A West. You know, I think it's not any secret that Prairie Grove and or Berryville and Gravit are all right lingering right there at that cutoff. So the 5A West could also, you know, face even more changes, you know, in the next couple of years. So it could be really nice. I mean, you could have some really good conferences in the 5A and the 6A and the 7A. Um, so maybe we just put our put our word in there to Bentonville, say Bentonville schools, and say, hey, leave it the way it is. We think this is all going to work itself out. <laughs> <laughs> So, you're listening to The Shop. We're going to take a break. If you want to join us when we come back, 866-285-4005. We'll continue to talk about conference alignments. We're also going to talk a little about a little bit about who was the best athlete that ever went to your school. I'm throwing this out there right now. At Fayetteville, it's Brad Stamps. Bar none, it is Brad Stamps. <laughs> Let's pay some bills and we'll be right back. This one's got me stumped a little bit. I got to give it to my guy in the uh, in the room. It's got me. St- I'd have to think about it long and hard. Rick, this sounds like something you'd have danced to in about 1974. Oh man, I'd dance to anything back then. Country, uh, uh, bebop music, uh, swing music. There you go. Hey, square dancing. Rick, I would pay to see you dance. I'll, I come I, on out to my place after I've had a couple. I, I would. You pay, see some dancing. I would pay to see that. You're listening to the shop. We're glad you're in with us today. We're talking about some realignment coming up down the road a little bit. Also going to talk about who was the best athlete ever played at your school. So, Ricky, I'm going to throw that over to you. We're going to kind of break from the conference thing. We'll go over to you, and we're going to start down in the River Valley. Okay. So, I'm throwing this out at you. Who is the best athlete that ever played at Fort Smith Northside? Okay. This is why we love this. It's going to start a debate. For me, Ron Brewer. However, other people could say Raven Caldwell, who played with the uh, Washington Redskins for a lot of years. What about 
Monty Coleman, who played with the uh, Redskins exactly. too in the NFL. Exactly. And if you want to get technical, Matt Jones played there for a year. He did. I, even though I think he was mostly uh, played at Van Buren. But here's another one, uh, Pine Bluff, which it put, produces a, um, a lot of athletes down there. Is it Torrey Hunter? Uh, not a bad choice. Is it Basile Shabazz? Well, I didn't get to see him play, but everybody tells me he was incredible. And talking about didn't get to see him play, is it Don Hudson? Now, I know you covered Don Hudson in your early days. No, no, day. no, no. no. <laughs> I, I was down there when Tory was. But okay. Don Hudson, first uh, one of the first uh, members of the Hall of Fame, played for years in the NFL. Outstanding athlete. So you can see right there that we got some decisions to make. We do, and that's going to make this fun. So, so, but Rick, you got to pick one from Northside. Who's it going to be? Who's your Who's your guy, girl? Who's it going to be? I'm, I'm I'm leaning Ron Brewer right now. Somebody's going to talk me out of it. That fence is rocking on you, Rick. You got to get off that it. fence. I know. Get off that fence. So there's some good conversation there. Now let's talk about Springdale High School. Okay, got a lot of tradition there. So you could go. Damian Williams. Damian Williams played in the NFL, played at USC, had a great career, helped Springdale, was on that 05 team, won a state championship. Nationally ranked, Damon Williams be a great choice. Now here, I, I love the ladies. I love uh, uh, high school basketball. Krista Sanchez, not a bad one either. She went to Oklahoma, had a great career there. She was was the all time leading scorer at Springdale High. I think Marquisha Davis maybe broke yep. her record. Yep. But uh, there again, another another great selection. You could go Mitch Mustaine. Yeah. You could go Jodine Davenport. You yep. could go guys I'm, and guys and girls. I'm not even thinking about. Um, so, you know, Springdale High, that, you know, there's going to be some good ones there. That will certainly bring up some big time debate in picking that one. Yep. Now, what about the Purple Bulldogs, Henry? The Purple Bulldogs of Fayetteville. You got to pick one person. This is the best athlete ever at Fayetteville. The one person that always comes to mind when I think of Fayetteville High School is Wallace Spearman. Wallace Spearman, an Olympic champion, or Olympian for sure, in track. Fantastic. So we got a caller in? No? Maybe not. Maybe this guy's playing around in the production. They're just teasing us. Okay. So you got so you got Wallace Spearman. You could go Ronnie Brewer. And not not be bad there, right? You could do that. Absolutely. So Fayetteville's got some choices. I mean, they got some, you know, Blake Parker, he's pitching in the big leagues right now. And um who who's we talking about earlier? The olden days, uh, Sherman Lawler. Sherman Lawler. Yeah, you got to look him up. So Fayetteville's had some good ones. So Henry, if I were going to throw this out at you, we're going to say, give me the best athlete ever at Rogers High School. Who would you pick? Ooh, I would probably go with maybe Ali Zimba, who Lee Zimba uh, played at uh, Auburn, offensive lineman there, and did. Go on, I think, to the Carolina Panthers. I may be wrong yeah, on that. Yeah, he played a little bit. Uh, that could be one. Uh, Morgan Hook in basketball. With the uh, OU? Yep. So, so that's the two that come to my mind. We're, so this is a package that we're going to do for this summer. We're going to have about 10 to 12 to 14 schools that we're going to select who we think was the best athlete that ever played at that school. So we think that'll be – a topic of conversation that certainly will be debatable. It's all it's yeah. all debatable, no matter yeah. no matter how you pick. Even if you think for sure Ricky Fires is the best athlete ever at 
Saginaw, Michigan, or whatever school he Chester. went. Chester. Chester, Michigan. I'm the best, I may be the best athlete ever come out of Chester. Henry, I'm thinking they didn't win a game in anything. <laughs> uh, so it's, horseshoes. It's, it's, it's horseshoes. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. If you want to jump in on with us and, and kind of give us what you think, who's the best athlete at your school, um, we'll talk about that. We're going to meet time. We're going to continue to talk about conference realignment. Henry, we're going to take this down to 5A. Any big changes there? I think pretty thick kind of followed normal. We knew P. Ridge was going to be making that move up from 4A, but any other changes there in 5A? But there's kind of a weird number there, right? There is a weird number there. It, uh, when the conference alignments were announced, there were only 31 schools. Hmm. So I think, uh, uh, Rick, I'm not Jethro Bodine and I can't do naught times naught or whatever, but I'm thinking 31 is an odd number. That's a, hey, the only thing I know about numbers is how much it costs for a six pack and how much the tariffs are going to affect. There you go. That, that's, that's, that's the only thing that's, I know about. That's a personal thing there, that's right? That's a personal thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So here's how it transpires According to the AAA handbook, when you're drawing out classifications, at 5A, it says the next 32 largest schools by their average attendance. Gotcha. But here's where the private schools, I'm guessing, come into play, or, or is it's it not? not a private school. Okay. It is right. our culprit on this that landed at number 61 is East M Public Charter School out of Little Rock. Okay, charter school. Okay, yeah. went up from 4A to 5A. Well, they don't play football. No, they do not play football. Okay. So, but because of the way it is structured in the AAA handbook, they have to be included in 5A. Okay. So, well, they don't have football teams, so they just went and said, hey, we'll take the 31, we'll draw the four conferences. We will have eight in the west, we will have eight in the east, we'll have eight in the central, but the south will only have seven teams. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So the 5A West, as it, as it will be in 2020, mm-hmm. will include these schools that are in our coverage area, Alma, Harrison, Farmington, P. Ridge, Clarksville. Mm-hmm. Am I, who am I leaving out now? Uh, the only other three in that conference will be Moralton, Greenbrier, and Bologna, which is outside our coverage area. Right. So that will be other than so P. Ridge basically comes in, Huntsville goes out. That's pretty much the only change. Is that the only change that we were that we're looking at, or the only change for us? Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the other change in 5A is where Brooklyn from northeast Arkansas, they are now in 5A and booted Blyville out. Blyville, okay. So that will be your 5A as related uh, to the teams that we would cover in our coverage here. Mm-hmm. So 4A, which for a long time has been pretty much locked, has undergone a little bit of a change because you've had Elkins jump into 4A here locally. Elkins has jumped in Boonville out into 3A. So you've had that change. So that basically it was a purple for purple swap there in the 4A4. Um, so we had that happen. But the 4A1 under, underwent a, a little bit of a change because you had Huntsville going to 5A. They did that. Green Forest jumped into the 4A1. So that will remain the same. In the new alignment, P Ridge now goes out. Correct. And who comes in? P Ridge goes out. Huntsville slips Comes back, back in to its place. However, there is another change. Lincoln drops down to 3A. The 3A for, for football and everything now. For football. Right. So in its place, Elkins now comes from the 4A4 up 
the hill, hey, they don't have those trips down the pig trail or anything mm-hmm. like that. They can stay close to home, and they get those games. So that gets Elkins in the conference up here in the, north, in the northwest area, and it takes them out of a Subiaco trip, a Dardanelle trip, uh, yeah. and uh, Ozark and, mm-hmm. and, and down that way. So that helps Huntsville – I mean, I'm sorry, Elkins – for travel purposes, greatly. Yeah, Mina, there is a, uh, a tough trip. Hey, yeah. let, let me add this to to the listeners. You know, we're talking about these teams moving here and there. Hey, they don't have anything against your school. Everything's based on enro- enrollment, so you can't say, oh, they want to leave our conference because it's too tough, or they're scared playing against us. It's all based on enrollment, all based on uh, numbers. I can assure you no one in Class 3A – wanted Boonville coming into 3A to play football. I <laughs> can assure you that, okay? But that's what happened based on Boonville's enrollment. They had a plant there that that uh, caught fire and, and they didn't rebuild it, and that cost the city a lot of jobs. Yep. And Boonville's enrollment took a little dip, put them down to 3A, and Lord help the teams that have to line up against them in 3A. But guess what? They're going to be good again this year too. They got their quarterback back, and they're going to be really good. We are through the third quarter. Henry got the band off the field after halftime. It took a while, got him off the field, got that cleared out. We're ready to start the fourth quarter. Rick, I'm holding up my four fingers. Henry, four fingers, paying some bills. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Shop. Now back to The Shop with Chip Souza. Man, I don't know. Dire Straits. Man, how do you know all these 70s, 80s uh, British uh, stuff? Cause I'm I did, Motown. Because I did cover Don Hudson when he played it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to The Shop. We are back for the fourth quarter. Rick holding those four fingers up. The fourth quarter. It's a tight ball game. We are going to drive it down, see if we can't punch in that winning score right at the end. Or punt. Or, or punt. Yeah. Probably punt. Maybe Probably fumble. Punt. Probably fumble. Yeah. Um, so you're listening to The Shop, part of the Daily Shuffle. Don't forget, coming up right after us will be Ruskin and Zach. I think they're over at Sassy's throwing down some barbecue right now. I asked Zach if he would save some for us, and he said, yeah, just like one dog would save a bone for the other. That pretty much answered that question I had right there. No barbecue coming back this way. So we're talking about high school, talking about conference alignments. That hit the news today. Some controversy. Uh, we are splitting the Fort Smith schools, one going to one conference, one going to another. It's controversial, but I think there's some good things that could come from that. Who wouldn't want to go see the Battle of Rogers Avenue as on a the first zero, you know, the first zero week game in the state, the Battle of Rogers Avenue? I'd go see that. Hey, that's a great way to kick off a season. If if you're most of your games on Friday night, you play that game on a Thursday night, and where do you play it? Hey, you play at the University of Arkansas, Reynolds Razorback Stadium. I'm all about it. We're gonna go ahead and get that going. We're gonna we're gonna do that. It's gonna be the Rick Fires football kickoff classic tailgate whole nine yards. I'm predict I make probably three phone calls and all of them would be the same. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, last I checked, I think Ricky's banned from even going on the campus. So you know, I, that's you know, I, I, how would you even get past that part of it? So you got that going on. Now, listen, something else that happened yesterday coming out of the AAA, Henry, and I like this. They are adding girls wrestling to their sanctioned sports with the AAA. Now, last year, Fayetteville, of course, girls have always been able to – they could wrestle with the guys. It's, you know, that's – you know, do whatever. You know, you, you get in there and wrestle. Some have had success doing it. 
last year Fayetteville was able to put together a, a separate girls team. So that's great. So there's a lot of interest that's building in there. And I think the AAA sees this as something they can continue to build on. They approved it. Henry, I know, I know Paul Boyd is our he's our wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what do you think about this? I'm for whatever gets more kids involved. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the more activities, the more involvement, the less couch potatoes you have. Exactly. And this will be good for them. I mean, uh, of course, it's a very different right now. But you know, with professional wrestling, but you know, they're bringing on these women and all. Uh, and it's picking up popularity by well, droves. I'm I'm a big proponent too, and I wish you know I wish the AAA would 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 bring in powerlifting. I wish that they would do that. Mm-hmm. I like powerlifting for the same reason that I like wrestling. It doesn't matter what your size is because you're competing against others your size. So when you go to a two A football game and you see a hundred and eight pound cornerback over here. And you've got, you know, a big running back at, at, at P Ridge that's running all over a little cornerback from, you know, at, at, at Decatur or whatever. That's not a fair. That's not a fair thing. Mm-hmm. But when you take that 108 pound cornerback and you put him on a weight bench or on a wrestling mat with other 108s or whatever, that's a fair thing, and that's something both of them can have success in, and it be tangible. One of the worst things that. Um I lived in Michigan, and uh, for a while, Michigan, uh, big, big sports is wrestling. And one of the worst things on the team, if you have to forfeit a weight class. So, man, if there's a 120-pound kid, 105-pound kid, you get in there and you compete. You know, you may not win all of them, but, man, if you could win one or two and uh, score a point, a good thing. It's an individual sport, but it's also a team sport. Now, with the girls, I'm, I'm still racking this in my head. You know, there's – the old timey people kind of stigma, but I guarantee you I'd rather have a granddaughter uh, wrestling rather than setting playing esports any day. Absolutely, and so like I said, Henry, it's all about more participation, more involvement, more opportunities for kids to get out there and get active and be physically fit, yep. and 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 all those things. Anytime you can do that, to me, that is a win. And props to the Arkansas Activity Association for seeing that. I think Greg Hatcher made a presentation to the board down there for that. He is a big, big wrestling proponent in the state. He got it. He got it going. He got these schools in it. It is a fast-growing sport. Um, you're seeing a lot of schools that that do this. That are football powers. They're you know especially for their linemen. Wrestling is a great program for them. It's a strength building. And um, so, major, major props to the AAA for that. So, if you got kids and then your um, your boys pestering your daughter, hey, let, let them go. She's only practicing. Let them go over there and, and take them out. She's gonna put them in a headlock you and put them in the headlock. All over. Scissors, all that. This is funny, Rick. I teach a little class over at Walton Fitness Center in Bentonville, and I had oftentimes this young girl. She was about nine or ten. She would come to the class, and there was these boys that would come, and they were about eleven or twelve. They wanted no part of her. <laughs> she destroyed them yeah. every week in this in this class, and they were like n- n- begging, no more, no <laughs> more. She would take it to them, and I could not be more happy with that. That was fantastic. So we got that going on. Got wrestling coming in for the girls in the 20, 2020, 2020 to tw- yeah, whatever that is, twenty twenty thing, yeah. twenty 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 two 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 cycle. It's the cycle. Yeah, that's coming in. 
Got some new schools, Henry, coming in that were that were granted uh, admission into the AAA. Henry, who are those schools? Up here, it is Lifeway Christian from Centerton, which is, you know, if I had a good slingshot and a good size rock, I can hit the campus from my house. There you go. So, and also Ozark Catholic Academy out of Tawny Town. So they will now be part of the group. Uh, the way it goes now. The way the AAA goes with private schools, to a certain point, if your attendance is over it, well, you must play one class up. But if you're under it, you can stay in that classification. Okay. Lifeway Christian will be a 2A school. Okay. Ozark Catholic will be a 1A school. So uh, looking at the conference alignments, you're going to see Lifeway with Decatur, Eureka Springs, and Haas Hall, Bentonville, I do believe. Which, Henry, right now, they only swim and run track. They're not playing basketball there yet. Right. Now, Haas Hall Rogers, which is, uh, if you guys have not seen their campus, it's in that historic hotel in downtown mm-hmm. Rogers. Awesome, cool yep. school. They're going to be bringing in girls and boys basketball, and I'm sure some other sports too, but we know that Ryan Malishock, who was an assistant coach at Rogers Heritage, he is now over at Haas Hall Rogers, and he will be building, you know, the girls' program. I don't know if they've hired a boys' basketball coach yet, if or who who it is that will be doing that. So you're going to have Haas Hall Fayetteville, which already plays boys and girls basketball. They run track, they do say swim, that kind of thing. So you're going to have the, you know, they they've already been established. You're going to have Haas Hall Bentonville, which we know they've been swimming and running track and that kind of thing at some point. I don't know if they're there yet or not. We'll be playing basketball. Yeah. Haas Hall Rogers, they've hired a girls basketball person. Maybe they've hired a boys basketball too. I don't know. They're going to be playing sports. The Haas Hall Springdale, it, they won't be long behind that probably, and they'll be bringing in sports. So you're going to see as these schools come into 1A or 2A, what that happens is it creates an upheaval and it pushes those schools not only so not only do you have schools from the 7A pushing down you got schools from 1A that push up so that will they will have impacts you know on an, you know on the enrollment at at some point right now probably not so much but as they continue to grow you could see that and just yesterday i somebody noticed this to me on twitter uh, lifeway has just hired a new boys basketball coach peter ryan who played at lifeway and previously coached at uh, Walnut Ridge, so, so that's good. So they they've got a homegrown new you know new new basketball coach there, so that's good for them. Now Lifeway's had a sports program for a long time, and they've played um, kind of an independent type schedule, similar to what Providence Academy at Rogers plays. Now Providence Academy so far has not uh, made any kind of push to be a AAA member, but they've had a lot of success competing in Oklahoma in the Oklahoma Christian School. We won some state championships, had some good players, had some kids who've signed D1s, got a basketball player now at UA Fort Smith. They got one at UCA. So they've had some success. So lots of stuff going on in high school. We got some team camps coming up, Rick, going on at the U of A next week. Got some things like that going on. Sasha Goforth yesterday at Fayetteville committed, verbally committed to Oregon State. So just because the calendar says June doesn't mean there's not news going on. There's always lots of news going on. So you've been listening to The Shop. We're part of the Daily Shuffle. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget Ruskin and Zach coming up at 3 o'clock. If you think we didn't get you stirred up, they'll take you the rest of the way. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on The Shop.